BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post in our Concord, North Carolina studios. From our Lethal Chassis studios in Mifflintown, Pennsylvania, Ashley Strummy. Hello, Ashley. How are you? Uh, Steve, we're still watching Mother Nature. We're hoping those little, uh, whatever they are, hurricanes or whatever, get their butts out of here Ooh. because we've got some big racing coming up here in Pennsylvania. All eyes are going to be on your neighborhood. That is for sure. So you guys got to behave up there. Well, now I know sure. that's asking a little bit much for you and your friends up there, but it's going to be awesome. That's going to be for sure. Hey, speaking of awesome, we haven't talked a lot about this dude, but Cap Henry has put together an incredible season. He races in Northwest Ohio, Attica, Fremont, and that is a great hotbed of 410 racing, Friday nights at Attica, Saturday nights at Fremont. Cap put together a new partnership this year with Jeff Ward Motorsports, and Ashley, Cap Henry has put together a whale of a season. He sure has. At Attica alone, he's got four wins plus the track championship. Fremont, six wins, also the track championship. A win with the Fast Series at Wayne County Speedway. And then, of course, the Attica Fremont Championship Series that they do together. He has won the championship on, too. So uh, he's been piecing things together, and it's turning out really good. We talk about that new program he put together. His, his crew chief is a guy named Zach Myers, and they've been together since 2019. Bouncing around, uh, they were with the Lane team over the last couple of years. And that continuity, Ashley, we see a, a crew chief and a driver start working well together and find that owner that goes along with it. It looks like Cap Henry's found himself a sweet spot up there. What a season, 11 wins. It's been impressive. I mean, how often do we talk to these guys about how communication and how important that just being able to mesh? So when you have a guy that you've worked that long with, you're already ahead of the game when you're stepping into something new. Yeah, you really truly are. So kudos to Cap Henry and everyone up there. I know there's still some more racing. I'm sure there's more racing for you guys and gals up there, but really, really good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, we're going to talk, Ashley, to the Daredevil. The Daredevil. Isn't that an awesome nickname? I love it. I wonder, we're going to have to ask him where he got that from. But um, Devin Borden is a young racer from the state of Washington doing his business over in central Pennsylvania. And Ashley, this is a young man that is starting to make a name for himself. Yes, he went from WA to PA. Uh, I don't know if you can say that in Washington State. Um, But anyhow... Yes, he's made his name, won a championship at some racetrack called Port Royal yeah. Speedway this year. Um, so he's definitely growing very quickly here in central Pennsylvania. And we're going to learn all about him, the daredevil, Devin Borden. He joins us next here on Wing Nation. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. 
Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us up in the state of Pennsylvania, the Daredevil. Devin Borden joins us. Hello, Devin. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We are fantastic. So you're sitting here with seven wins, a Port Royal Trek Championship 2023. Kind of kind of sum up how it's been for you up there as you really started to establish yourself up in the Keystone State. Yeah, I feel like our seasons went really well. I feel like I've... Uh... I've definitely got a lot better, and overall as a team, we've really grown a lot, and um, I really think we're heading in the right direction. I think that uh, with a little more time, I think that, you know, I think that we'll be a threat to to end up being pretty good. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we just all got to keep pushing, keep, uh, keep working hard, and I think eventually, I think we're going to get there. As Steve mentioned, a uh, Port Royal track champion this year. Devin, what does that mean to you, especially being a West Coaster, you know, from, from Washington State, coming to the East Coast and now settling here in Pennsylvania to do your sprint car racing? What does it mean to win the Port Royal Speedway Championship? Oh, it's it's huge. I mean, it's really, really cool. I mean, just a couple of years ago, before I came into Pennsylvania, like I'd watch Port Royal all the time and I'd always watch the guys running the fence, you know, and think, man, how do those guys do that? You know, it's just crazy and and now you look at me, and, and I'm doing the exact same thing. And um, to, to to get the championship is a huge accomplishment, and um, really just shows how far far uh, I've come in just a couple of years of being here. The the transition from the West Coast with some shorter racetracks, I mean Skagit and and, and uh, Cottage Grove and those places, to the, to the big half miles. You just talk about it. What has that been like getting acclimated so that that speed just becomes a regular day of life for you? I mean, it took me a little bit, but overall, I feel like I adapted to it pretty quick. Um, obviously, it just took me a little bit of time, but um, I feel like I'm getting to the point now where it just seems like almost the new normal. Everything has slowed down, and um, I think that's where you've seen my results got gotten better, you know, just from uh, me just getting used to the tracks, everything's slowing down, you, you know, the, the how you kind of got to race some of those places is a little different, and uh you know, dirty air, I, I'd say, you know, is really a big deal at some of those tracks where racing on the West Coast, I mean, it is, but it's not to the extent that it is racing at like Port Royal and Sealands Grove and some of these really big tracks. So um, it's just learning that style of racing and um, overall just growing as a driver. Bevin, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit more obviously the transition from from washington to pennsylvania that obviously racing for the shuttlesworth how that deal all came about why you wanted to come to pennsylvania and kind of where you want to go with sprint car racing yeah i mean it <laughs> it all happened extremely quick you know i was just racing my um my my dad's uh family owned 360 car and um with really the goal of of doing this getting to pennsylvania um, and just trying to get on the map to be one of the best guys, you know? Um, so we came in here, uh, it was actually Don Ott that really made a huge, uh, impact on, I guess this all happening and, and me getting in here and running four tens. Well, we were coming in here cause I was on the ASCS national tour. Well, he, he was, he was going to help wrench on my car and he had a four ten sitting there in his shop and he said, Hey, we'll just throw this in. Well, Ran a few races. Next thing you know, I get called by the Hefner, Hefner guys. Uh, you know, getting that there for for a couple of years, and then um, you know, obviously now in the Shellsworth Salmon Twenty Three, um, 
But honestly, everything just happened extremely quick. You know, like I felt like I went from being an absolute nobody at all to at least, uh, you know, some people know my name and um, at least somewhat known who, who I was and, you know, at least getting in some really, really good uh, cars. So um, I guess you could say it was all part of the plan, but I guess I wasn't expecting it to all happen as quick as it did. Yeah, it really has. It's been a whirlwind, I am for sure. You mentioned uh, Jim Shuttlesworth, of course, uh, John and Kelly Stamen as well. well. This has been a season of unrest. We have had teams that we thought would be together forever, have broken apart. And and you talk about as you guys work together, how important is that stability now? First full season here as you jumped over there midway through last year, if I'm not mistaken. But how important is that stability with you and Jim and your guys as you continue to build something? Oh, it's super awesome. You know, I mean, it's it's such a crucial part to having a successful race team. I feel like as everyone meshing and getting along and, and working together. And that's something I feel like we really got in our team. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge part of it. It's all about just, uh, just working together to, to, to try and win and to try and get better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super crucial. I'm, I'm just extremely lucky that, I got a group of guys that are that are behind me and supportive of, of me and, um, you know, are kind of, you know, even on the bad nights, everyone is still still working together. We're all still in a good place, and that's what it takes to build a really good team. Devin, you mentioned, I, I guess, I'm guessing you're in your early 20s. I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing you're in your early 20s. That being said, you've talked about you watched Port Royal years ago and before coming over here. What's it like, especially a few weekends ago, when you have that last lap pass on Lance DeWeese and you're running with these guys who are solid Pennsylvania posse guys, and now you're running with them and communicating with them and, and learning from them? Yeah, it's just crazy. You know, like I said that a couple of years ago, I remember watching like Lance and watching Anthony up there and and just like, man, I hope one day I'll I'll be able to get to that point and be able to win races like that and be able to race with Lance like Anthony does. And, um, you know, obviously Lance and some of those guys are some of the best sprint car drivers there is and ever was. So um, to be able to race wing to wing with them and, and as hard as we've been able to race for wins um, against them is just super, super cool. And, you know, sometimes I'll go back and watch those videos and it's like, wow, this is this is pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's that guy in the 23? Wait a minute, that's me. That's me in that 23 yeah, exactly. car. That is awesome. Exactly. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah cool stuff exactly. for sure. Hey, we need to step right. away, but uh, we'll be back with more. Everyone hang in there. More with Devin Borden coming up in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation here. We are so glad you joined us. We're presented by Sage Fruit, and we are going to the Sage Fruit Hotline again. Devin Borden joins us from up in Pennsylvania, the transplant from the state of Washington. And let's talk a little bit about the state of Washington. You are a third-generation racer. Your dad, Glenn Jr., your grandfather, Glenn. What can you tell me about your dad and your grandfather and their racing careers? Yeah, so my grandpa did it for most of his life, and my dad did too up until – 
well, he, he, he raced until I was about eight years old. It just got to the point where he just couldn't do, you know, his program and my program. He just didn't have the time or money to do both. So, um, but yeah, they, they, they both raced mainly just on the West coast, uh, mainly 360 stuff. Um, a little bit of 410 stuff my dad got into. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really all I've ever known. Uh, I remember being at the racetrack when I was just a really little kid watching my dad race is definitely like the, 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 like my favorite part of the week. So, um, was watching my dad race and I just always grew up around it. Um, working on the cars at a real young age and, um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's pretty cool, uh, you know, to kind of come full, full circle with it all. And, um, you know, obviously me, uh, being where I'm at now and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just pretty cool, and I'm very uh, blessed and lucky. Especially in the world that we live in now, right? Because back then they didn't have the world of pay-per-view. So I'm sure it's nice because I'm assuming your family's still in Washington, that they're able to see you race every single weekend. I'm sure they make the trip over every now and again. But what's it like? Do, do you still communicate with your dad about where you need to run, what you need to be doing different? I'm, I'm sure he's extremely active. Oh, yeah, no, we definitely talk a lot. You know, I mean... Um, He'll, he'll still be on me at times asking me why I did this or why I did that. But, um, you know, for the most part, he he's actually just kind of completely stayed out of it. He just is kind of, you know, let my team, you know, kind of coach me. And, um, you know, he's just kind of stepped back. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely very in tuned into it. You know, my whole family is and watching every single race and supporting me as much as I can. Devin, one of the overriding topics we've had over the last few years of Wing Nation is West Coast Sprint Car Racing and 410 Racing specifically, how it struggled along the way. And now with what Peter Murphy's done in California and now what they're doing with Rudine and those guys up at Skagit. Um, have you have you had a chance to take a look at what's going on out there in your home turf? Because it seems like they've got things going in a really good direction with 410 Sprint Cars. Yeah, they do. I mean, I feel like it's definitely growing. Uh, yeah, like you said, Peter Murphy and, um, you know, a lot of those guys up there are definitely uh, trying to bring it back. And, um, yeah, I think it's heading in the right direction. I think that um, with a little time, I think it's just going to keep growing and um, hopefully it can get to the point where, you know, maybe it's something like it is over here almost, you know, um, would be ideal. Um, I think that the West Coast does not get nearly the the recognition or exposure or respect that it should. Because honestly, racing out there in California and a lot of those places out there is super tough. I mean, you got a lot of really good talent, a lot of really good cars, a lot of really good drivers. Like, um, it's not easy. So I feel like sometimes it doesn't get get all that recognition that it should because, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough. It's very tough. I saw on your social that you made the trip home a few weeks ago. What was that like going back home, getting able to race and, and kind of being in your home turf again? I actually, I, I was going to a race and things just didn't quite work out. Um, but I, I did still go to my home track. It's Grace, Grace Harbor Raceway. And uh, I was still there for all my old fans. And it was super cool seeing all, everyone that, I, you know, I haven't seen in a couple of years. And um, there's actually a lot of people that came on out to see me and um, kind of had a little interview in front of everyone, uh, in front of the whole crowd. And, yeah, I mean, it was just uh, really awesome. I, I wish I could you know, race there, but, um, may, maybe eventually if I ever get on the, on the outlaw tour or something, yeah, <laughs> go through there, but, um, yeah, may, maybe that'll be for one day though. 
you have been you have been consistent across the board. Every time anyone interviews you, we ask what you do outside of racing, and you say nothing. I work on the race cars all the time. But I do understand that you've been hanging out at an MMA gym and going in there and mixing it up. What is that done? That, that is an incredible A workout, but it's a mental game as well. What has that done for you uh, as a race car driver and, and just as a, as a young man as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, uh, the biggest reason I'm doing is just, you know, because I kind of wanted to get some skills um, to and something that I just because I think it's a good thing to have in life. But um, the, the main reason is just for the for the workout. And like you said, the mental side of it, um, I think that, you know, racing is extremely physically and mentally tough. Um, kind of like that is, I feel like. So um, it's definitely been a good workout. And, and, and all aspects of things. And um, I'm definitely learning a lot. And uh, yeah, just trying to prepare myself, you know, the most I can um, to be in the race car, you know, so I do that. And I'm also in the gym lifting weights and running and, um, you know, pretty much doing anything I can basically every single day, you know, I dedicate, you know, at least a couple hours a day to it. So I definitely take that super seriously. And um I don't know. I just feel like it makes me better behind the wheel. Now, your nickname is the Daredevil. Obviously, that's somewhat explanatory. But is there one instance that that name really came alive from? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, it was, it was uh, Mike Hefner that uh, that na- nicknamed me that um, when I came in to drive his car. Uh, but I guess he he just named me that because uh, when I was in here on my when I was driving my my own car here for those few races, I was definitely a little bit of an animal. I knew I had had to prove something and I only had a few races to prove it. So I was definitely uh, driving extremely hard and extremely aggressive. So I think that's where uh, the nickname came from. <laughs> no doubt. Well, you've earned it. That's for sure. And I love it. It makes good t-shirts. That's for sure. Also, final question for you this weekend, the World of Outlaws at Williams Grove, then the Tuscarora 50, and then the Outlaws go up to Port Royal. Uh, just kind of your your degree of anxiety is uh, you're starting to become one of those guys we're going to need to keep an eye on when they roll into Pennsylvania. How are you feeling about the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just you saying that I'm potentially one of those guys is is, 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 is pretty cool. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. You know, I think that we got a shot. Um, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be anyone who's anyone in sprint car racing is going to be there. So um, I've, I'd say I'm most excited for, for Port Row. Um, Williams Grove, I feel like we've, we, you know, we've been getting better and better at. Um, each week we just keep working at it and getting better. So, um, you know, I mean, I think we, we, you know, if things were to fall our way, I think we'd get it done there too. But um, I'm, I'm, mo- I'm mostly looking forward to Port Royal is where I think we got our best shot. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to have shots all across everywhere you go, going, doing like you are, that's for sure. Devin, it has been a real pleasure catching up with you here on Wing Nation. We certainly wish you the best over the next couple of weeks and on throughout. But thanks for joining us here this week on the program. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. There we go. Devin Borden, the daredevil, joining us here on the program. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. 
Look for Sagefruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Ashley Strummy and Steve Post here. And uh, Devin Borden, I am telling you, Ashley, talking to him and watching him race, this is a young man I think we're going to be talking about here on Wing Nation for a long time to come. No doubt about it, Steve. Um, I forgot to ask him, though, if he considers himself posse or not yet. Um, that was the one question I missed. But uh, it, it's really cool to see, you know, his kind of his future unfolding the way he kind of explained it um, happening quicker than he, even he thought. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing we can find out. If he parks it on the front stretch this weekend at Williams Grove, we will know the answer. OK, we <laughs> will know the answer whether he acknowledges it or not. Everyone else will acknowledge it, that's for sure. It is a big weekend coming up, but I do want to step back. A couple weeks ago, we had Zeb Wise on the program, Ashley, and we talked about him and that Rudine team's quest for the All-Star Championship. Saturday night at Eldora, mission accomplished. Indeed, yes. Uh, I know he was more worried about the owner's points versus the driver's points because the owner's points pays more. Well, he got it done. Um, and he picked up his first win at Eldora. So you know it was extra special for Zeb Wise. Yeah, I read some stuff and heard some stuff. He was uh, geeked up, no doubt about it, across the board. World of Outlaws were there on Friday night. It was uh, it was Rico Abreu for 11th win of the season. Saturday night they went over to Dave Blaney Sharon Speedway and uh, – The big cat, Brad Sweet, is just starting to put the old stranglehold on everybody, Ashley. 11th win of the season. Uh, Brad Sweet's got things in pretty good shape across the board there. I know I kind of, I don't want to say dogged him a few weeks ago, you know, because I figured he'd have more wins at this point. But for whatever reason, Brad is hitting his stride right now. And it's just in time for the last big money here in Pennsylvania before all dirt roads lead to Charlotte. No doubt about it. A couple other wins here mentioned before we get into the big money in Pennsylvania. How about Lance DeWeese? Of course, we talked about the silly season stuff. Friday night at Williams Grove, got to be good for him Nick, and Nick Macri and everybody to finally get a win and set themselves up for a big weekend as well. Yes, um, I think they're meshing well. Again, uh, I talked to a couple of the crew guys on the Macri team, and they're extremely happy with Lance. So uh, another big win here, Steve. I know this one is good for you. Uh, Danny Smith picked up the win Friday at Skyline. Yes, Danny Smith is an American treasure, 65 years old. He has now won in 50 seasons of racing, and he backed that win up by hauling the Coors Gang number four car that's had the same paint scheme forever up to uh, Sharon, and he qualified 29th, but he raced his way forward in the heat race and the and the B-Main and locked himself in and ran the World of Outlaw feature Saturday night at Sharon Speedway. Danny Smith, Chillicothe, Ohio, Hall of Famer and a legend. I love it. Speaking of legendary stuff, Ashley, the 61st running of the Champion Racing Oil National Open for the World of Outlaws and the Pennsylvania Posse Ay, 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 here we go. This is the big one, the one we've been waiting for all year long. Yes, Friday night, 10000 Saturday night, $75,000. Um, the outlaws at Williams Grove this year, obviously looking strong. Brad Sweet, Logan Schuhart, and then the non-whatever he is, Rico Abreu, love him, the traditional outlaw, I don't know. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see 
Yep. Interesting to see what happens when we look at active drivers and National Open wins. Donnie Schatz has six National Open wins, and we've learned this year, don't count him out when the big money is on the line. Lance DeWeese has five. David Gravel, a two-time winner in the National Open. Carson Macedo, Brent Marks, and Danny Dietrich have all won the National Open. It is going to be wild at Williams Grove this weekend, Ashley. Yes, it is. You will need to get your butts there if you're close enough. And if you're not, well, turn on pay-per-view. But try to get there because it is an awesome weekend. It really is. We're recording this on Monday, and the campers are already rolling in. Yes, indeed. We appreciate Devin Borden for joining us here on the program. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here this week. NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.